today, 325, shaped by the word, season two, the drama of scripture. And we find ourselves in the middle of a very moving story, how God has uh, made it very obvious to Peter as a representative of the Jewish faith uh, that uh, the blessings of Abraham are finally coming to all people. And of course, that was the initial promise that all the nations of the earth would be blessed through you. And the first recipient of that is a, a man named Cornelius. And of course, because of what Peter did and the boldness with which he did it, his actions are going to be called into account. So we'll get the second you know, rehearsal of this story, and uh, we'll get it in beautiful detail. And the reason Luke keeps giving it to us in detail is because he, he wants those details you know, to soak in and for every one of us to be able to rehearse this story and know it is ours. And of course, by the time we get to you know, chapter 15, we'll hear it uh, one more time. So we have the conversion of Paul three different times. That's important. Uh, we have uh, this this moment with the Gentile believers three different times because that's very important. So we find ourselves in Acts chapter 11. Um, we always come here, you know, realizing that uh, when we look at Scripture through the power of the Holy Spirit, we are, we are, we are looking to the very face of God. And uh, we read it relationally, not informationally or not even just as an act of cold discipleship if we understand we've been invited into the presence of living god and we want to see him and know him and be transformed by the experience so we always paw and reverence before we read so katie you mind lifting us up yeah. with a word of prayer father you are such a loving god a loving father who um has chosen to include us in in your work of restoration and uh, your work um, to make all things new and I'm so grateful that you have um, chosen to do that and chosen to um, walk with us in relationship thank you for being such a good God um, and for for giving us these words that bring us encouragement that um, that remind us of of your heart and character and um that just that show us the history of what you've done and what you continue to do through your spirit so thank you i pray that you would use our time in your word today um, to change our hearts it's in christ's name we pray amen acts chapter 11 apostles and believers throughout judea heard that the gentiles had also received the word of god so when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcised believers criticized him and said, You went into the house of an uncircumcised man and ate with him. Starting uh, from the beginning, Peter told them the whole story. I was in the city of Joppa praying, and in a trance I saw a vision. I saw something like a large sheet being let down from heaven by its four corners, and it came down to where I was. I looked into it and saw four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts and reptiles and birds. And then I heard a voice telling me, Peter, get up, kill and eat. I replied, surely not, Lord. Nothing impure or unclean has ever entered my mouth. The voice spoke from heaven a second time, do not call anything impure that God has made clean. This happened three times, and then it was pulled up again to heaven. Right then, three men who had been sent to me from Caesarea stopped at the house where I was staying. Spirit told me to have no hesitation about going with them. The six brothers also went with me, and we entered the man's house. He told us how he had seen an angel appear in his house and say, Send to Joppa for Simon, who is called Peter. He will bring you a message through which you, all, which you and all your household will be saved. 
As they began to speak, the Holy Spirit came on them as he had come on us at the beginning. Then I remembered what the Lord had said. John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So if God gave them the same gift he gave us, who believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I to think that I could stand in God's way? When they heard this, they had no further objections and praised God, saying, So then even to the Gentiles, God has granted repentance that leads to life. Now those who had been scattered by the persecution that broke out when Stephen was killed traveled as far as Phoenicia, Cyprus, and Antioch, spreading the word only among the Jews. Some of them, however, men of Cyprus and Cyrene, went to Antioch and began to speak to Greeks also, telling them the good news about the Lord Jesus. Lord's hand was with him, and a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. News of this reached the church in Jerusalem, and they sent Barnabas to Antioch. When he arrived and saw that the grace of God, what the grace of God had done, he was glad and encouraged them all to remain true to the Lord with all their hearts. He was a good man, full of the Holy Spirit and faith, and a great number of people were brought to the Lord. Then Barnabas went to Tarsus to look for Saul, and when he found him, he brought him to Antioch. So for a whole year, Barnabas and Saul met with the church and taught great numbers of people. The disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. During this time, some prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch. One of them, named Agabus, stood up and through the Spirit predicted that a severe famine would spread over the entire Roman world. This happened during the reign of Claudius. The disciples, as each one was able, decided to provide help for the brothers and sisters living in Judea. This they did, sending their gifts to the elders by Barnabas and Saul. So you have a couple of wonderful things you know happening here. The continuation of Cornelius' story, but you, you get the first blended church. You know the church, uh, you know it's just far enough outside of Jerusalem that they can experience you know a degree of freedom. And you see beautiful works of the Holy Spirit. You're going to continue to see through this. This is probably the most uh, missional church, you know, that we find in in the New Testament. Uh, almost everything you know that happens, you know, in Turkey, in Macedonia, in Rome, in Italy. Uh, is going to be as a result of of this church and their devotion to the gospel of the Lord and to preaching that message uh, to all people. So you love uh, you love this church, and of course you love Peter's continuing story of how God has made those who were once considered unclean uh, uh, clean. I enjoy as well when we you know get to the church in Antioch. You know, I mean, up to this point, we've introduced us to some really big names that are just. You know, if you've been reading scripture, you know of the Peters and, and now Saul, and we've met Philip. And then, you know, it's just really interesting thing, you know, it just talks about, you know, after Stephen had been persecuted, you know, they, they began to travel far. And some of them, it tells us in verse 20, however, men from Cyprus and Cyrene went to Antioch and began to speak to the Greeks also, you know, telling them the good news about the Lord Jesus. And, and then we get introduced to Barnabas right after that, but it's just so cool how even in the story, these guys don't have a name. We don't know who these people were, but yet they were the ones that went and took this good news. And so kind of nameless to us possibly, but then, you know, obviously probably cherished by Christ for their faithfulness to take the message, even in the difficult times they found themselves in the yeah. persecution. And yet we don't even know their names. Mm-hmm. And that's just a kind of a cool aspect that I think Luke does here. And, and- and how true that is of the church as a whole. I mean, if you think about Christ's church, uh, there, there's a few people that everybody knows their name. Uh, but there are so many people who uh, carry the gospel with them and carry it into you know nice corners of the church where very few people see them or know their name, and yet they're they're uh, you know they're part of the body of Christ as every bit as rich and every bit as powerful, and it's 
not what single person has done or not what people on a stage are doing, but it's how the body of Christ is the body of Christ for the glory of Christ mm. uh, that promotes the gospel when you see that in a beautiful way in Antioch. It's the love to you know, Barnabas being sent to Antioch, and when he gets there, what he sees, he sees all that the Lord, the grace of God has done. And what a great description of of the church, of of what God is doing, that the grace of God continues to to save sinners, to bring transformation. You know, he says he was glad and encouraged. Um, he, he was glad and encouraged them all to remain true to the Lord with all their hearts. And then the description of, of Barnabas, you know, we've seen this description before of Stephen, that he was a, a man full of the Holy Spirit and of faith. Mm-hmm. You know, what a, what a great characterization. And I think something that I, I belong to, to be said to me, that I would be full of the Holy Spirit and faith. You know, but just seeing this, you know, we often talk about how you brew a really good cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of all the descriptors, right? That you could, and you could apply a lot of them. I mean, that one that keeps popping up is full of the Holy Spirit and faith, and and this is what God wants us to be, and this is what the grace of God is producing, you know, in His people um, as we grow in maturity. But I just love the description of of Barnabas um, of what he sees, you know, in the church that that God has created. Here in Antioch, that he sees all the uh, the grace of God has done, and then I love the the portrait of unity that we're beginning to see develop as well um, in the church as a whole. Because I mean, this is a, a significant moment in the life of the church where the gospel's spreading outside of Jerusalem. It's it's moving into the Gentiles. God has affirmed the Gentiles belong. You know, the Holy Spirit comes, and then you see these Gentile churches taking up offerings and sending it by way of you know Saul and Barnabas, you know, to help the brothers and sisters in need and and we'll see more of that but no and and of course that 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 has been a you know nice little sub theme that we've probably missed in our readings this week Uh, not not in our reading but in our comments on our reading how uh you know tabitha was rich in her gifts to the poor cornelius was rich in their gifts Mm -hmm. to the poor and the church as a whole in antioch is rich in their generosity to those who are, are being left out of that and so that's part of you know the the gospel is not we we must love the poor. The result of the gospel is that we have a love and a compassion uh, for those that have been marginalized or on the edge of society. And, and we see them not you know, through the eyes of, of one that would judge them for whatever got them to that place, but we see them through the eyes of Christ who loved them and gave his life you know, for them. Mm-hmm. And it, it's a beautiful picture mm-hmm. all, all the way through. And uh, you have to love just every marker of the gospel, the way they describe the gospel, is so much richer, mm-hmm. you know, than what we're, we're talking about, you know, the gift of repentance and repentance and being devoted to the Lord and, uh, you know, the beautiful language there. But the one you brought up is one we, we, we probably don't talk about as much as we should, being full of the Holy Spirit. Even when it comes, you know, to choosing deacons, you know, it's, it's uh, they're just administrators, you know, just you know, doing ordinary thing in the church. They need to be full of the Holy Spirit and and God's wisdom mm-hmm. in in order to do this. And of course, uh, that that's what we want people to see—the fruit of God's Spirit at work in His people, producing the you know very image of Christ. Mm-hmm. All that we do. I man, a couple of things strike me, but one specific thing is. Um, in verse, what verse is that? 18. So then even to Gentiles, God has granted repentance that leads to life. Right. It's their revelation that, okay, God is bringing Gentiles in. And I love that they say that God has granted repentance. That's not quite what I would expect them to say. No. Like he's granted them life. <laughs> they but. repented and God granted them life. 
But okay. even the gift, no, no, no. Oh, even yeah. the gift, even the gift of yeah. repentance. Yeah. Right. I repented. Yeah, yeah e- we even don't. the gift of repentance is a, is a gracious a grant from God right. that he brought our hard hearts, you know, as Ezekiel has described them as stony hearts to a place of, into being a heart of flesh that could could respond mm-hmm. uh, in grace, you know, to you know to the gospel, mm-hmm. and it, and it, it is rich. And this was talking about a while ago how they talk about the God. I mean, it's just the way they describe the gospel and its effects. It's a grant of repentance that brings life. Uh-huh. Isn't, so that, isn't that great? Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. David, why don't you close us with a word of prayer? Yeah, let's pray. And Father, we do so deeply thank you for that gift of, of repentance and new life. Um, we know that that is not uh, a work of our own, but that is your grace at work in our life. And so thank you for the deep reminders we, we've heard today. Thank you um, that you, um, you're still at work bringing people and granting people repentance that leads to life. Uh, may we um, be your vessels to that end um, and see men and women and, and children come to know you. We pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen.